0: preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me, were some guys who were preacher fans, yes they were, they were, oh yes they were, that's a podcast theme right there. What's up everybody, welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast where Pete LePage and Justin Tyler just chill out hardcore. (laughs) <laughs> talk about God and our personal search for our Savior. Uh, just uh, kidding. We, we actually talk-, talk
1: about the TV show Preacher. There we go. That's what we actually do. Nice. Um, yeah, Preacher man. We have an episode by the name of Holes to talk about today.
0: Uh, Ep eight. Ep eight um, of of Preacher season two. Uh, lots going on. Sort of a um, sort of an episode where we're just hanging with everybody. Uh, I don't know if that's true. It's like a middling episode.
1: Oh, are you serious? You're really going to do that? You right really out hate the box? that, yeah. Come on, it's the, it's the
0: dog days of summer. We're in...
1: Uh, <laughs> what does that have to do with it? We're in the
0: middle of summer. This is a middling episode of Preaching. Oh,
1: man. That is just ridiculous. There's nothing
0: wrong with being in the middle, Pete.
1: Yeah, I guess, but I mean, when you're pointing out the fact that it's the middle, it kind of ruins the fun of being in the middle
0: imagine how Malcolm in the middle felt Uh, (laughs) Malcolm in the middling episode. This is a Malcolm in the middling episode.
1: You are ridiculous. Yeah. What a ref that was deep breath. Uh,
0: Yeah. Bad prequel Malcolm in the middle. It's good stuff.
1: Uh, it's not good stuff. I don't know if you could say it's good stuff.
0: Come on. launch launched the career of Brian Cranston.
1: All right. No disrespect to Brian Cranston for sure. Yeah. No disrespect.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pete how's your week going? Do you want to catch up at all? Or you want to just dive right into the episode because we're like joyless robots who uh, can't be friends. Well,
1: yeah, we only uh, live on the air uh, as friends but yeah it's uh I would say I was I feel like this is this show starts with a great kind of infomercial like hey, do you want to get ripped? Do you want to get jacked? Go to hell? It's uh, a great way to stay in shape. I mean, our space is just, you know, he's doing the terminator pull-ups, uh T2 and like just getting jacked, man. Yeah. Just absolutely getting jacked up.
0: Hell is yeah. the ultimate boot camp uh training sesh. Um yeah. I wish someone would send me to hell because I need to get my <laughs> I need to get my shit straight. I need to get I need like some arm days. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to know who the tattoo guy in hell is, because, yeah. like, <laughs> got that Tracy on the back, sublime
1: style. Oh, yeah, classic. I mean, that's, you know, that's probably got to be the best thing about going to jail, is you yeah. get one of those tats. You yeah. can finally walk around with that kind of stuff and, you know, that's feel right. good about it. That's right. Pete's yeah.
0: talking about the best things about jail today <laughs> on Preacher Men. Uh, well, let's take it back real quick before we dive too far into the episode. So uh, we've got... Uh, Preacher has uh, sort of three main characters with Eugene uh, chilling on the side. Um, we've got uh, Jesse Custer. He's on a search for God. Um, his on-again, off-again girlfriend slash is named Tulip. She was recently – Why,
1: you, why tra- do you always have to say that? Why do you always have to say on-again, off-again? Because
0: I'll like- tell you what. They don't have much of a relationship, but we'll talk about that yes, later. Yes, they do. Uh, she has been traumatized because she was almost killed by the saint of
1: killers, the cowboy yeah. – which, um, that'll happen. I yeah. mean, she, she was b- very much on the edge of death, maybe yes. for the first time in her life, like really felt scared. Well, I, w-
0: I will say she lived a pretty, she was a bank robber. Uh, she was a, you know, an enforcer. Yeah, but
1: it's not until you're in the Saint of Killers death grip where you really realize like, oh shit, this could be it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's interesting though, like Tulip has always been the sort of tough as nails character. Right. To have her going through a trauma like this and deal, dealing with it in a much, like, in a very more realistic way, I guess, is uh, is interesting. It's a surprise turn. I didn't see it coming.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you hate that. You want the characters to always be the same. You hate when they go through arcs or no, try to... I, I love, I love, you love like that. You just be like, no, I like the Tulip as this.
0: No, I like characters having changes. It's just, I'm just saying this surprised me. Oh. Uh, so, uh, in a good way. So, she's... Um, She's trying to move on from that. Then we have Cassidy, who um, whose son is actually this older man, Dennis.
1: Yeah, it turns out Cassidy, you know, the crazy vampire, drug taking guy who likes to party, is a shitty father. I mean, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Not a great dad. Um, yeah, not a great dad. Yeah.
0: Especially going back and rewatching those earlier scenes with Dennis, it's like, oh man,
1: come Cassidy on,
0: yeah, pretty <laughs> casual about just showing up at his son's house. Uh, yeah. Being like, hey, can you take us? Uh, we're about to be murdered by a cowboy <laughs> from hell, son who I haven't seen in a while. And I don't know French. Learn a couple words. Learn. Cassidy, some French, like, he's got the time. He's an immortal vampire. Yeah, you have the time. Learn a language. Languages are fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Especially French, it's great. You can impress people at restaurants by speaking French.
1: Oh, man. You that's know, the best reason to learn a language right there.
0: I know a little know French, so that's why I say that. <laughs> uh, so I can,
1: Thanks for dropping that in there.
0: Well, you know, you got to take the time. Pete, uh-huh. what languages do you
1: speak? Uh, I used to be able to speak Spanish pretty good.
0: Nice. What happened?
1: Uh, I stopped speaking it all the time.
0: Uh, no. Oh, It fades fast. Um, it It does. So um, where we left off with Cassidy last episode is Dennis, his son, he, who's dying, is like, "Bite me, make me a vampire." Please.
1: Yeah, because I'm he's slowly dying horribly in front of Cassidy, and Cassidy's kind of like, "No, man, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put this curse on you." And Dennis is like, "Do it." Yeah. So
0: a little bit dicey. And then just to finish the catch up, we have Eugene who in season one jesse uh sent him to hell using his um the power of genesis that he can compel men to, to do his wishes uh sent him to hell eugene has been trapped in hell and reliving his worst memories but he doesn't belong there and he's fucking up hell's like it yeah
1: it's like hey somebody doesn't belong here this is really fucking up our whole thing yeah, and it's so much so he kind of overwrites the system like shuts down hell having like one good person in hell i guess really fucks up the whole thing i guess.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's true. Well, it makes sense though. It's hell's there to just punish people you can't have yeah. a
1: good person yeah in hell. Oh jeez, yeah.
0: It's like if you had like you were eating jello and there was like a chicken wing in it.
1: I mean, wouldn't that be the most amazing part? <laughs> like, holy shit, there's a chicken wing in my jello. This is the greatest day. Wow. Interesting dreams you
0: have. I got to say, if I yeah. saw chicken wing in jello, I'd be like, oh, somebody fucked up.
1: <laughs> this really? Is,
0: someone is cooking in a very weird environment.
1: I don't know. I would have the opposite reaction. I'd be like, oh, God loves me. That's what this is. Yeah. Wow. We're,
0: we learned a lot about you just then. Uh, yeah. So Eugene is was sent to hell, and he is uh, stuck there with chilling with Adolf Hitler. Um, and that's where we pick up uh,
1: on this episode. With chilling Eugene. with Hitler. Yeah. yeah. That's, what uh, they should it should be a spinoff. It should be a side. It's space and Hitler in hell, and the adventures that they go on. Ah. Oh. Well,
0: let's talk about the Eugene storyline because I think that may be where it's going. Um, so Eugene stuck in hell. In uh, he's in the room with all these other people, random people who have been doomed to hell. Uh, We we see the caveman. Sucks to be the caveman. Like he doesn't know anything about heaven, hell, (laughs) God. He's just like.
1: To be the the caveman.
0: What a bummer to have Um, to go to hell just because he didn't worship God that he didn't even know.
1: Well, you know, yeah, it's tough being the caveman. Yeah,
0: and he's being punished by uh, being taped to a TV showing uh, a Yule
1: log, basically. Yeah. Oh, some people hate that Yule log, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm not as scared of it as the cow as the uh, caveman, but a little bit.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I won't ever tape you to a TV screen that just plays that endlessly, then.
0: No, that's the one thing you can't do to me. Uh, so we have <laughs> and, uh, we learn a little bit of backstory and the other people there. The. The yeah. young dude who's like a dick who was a date rapist. Um, the woman, oh. I think she murdered some people. Um, Eugene not taking shit from Hitler. He's like, – yeah.
1: They their bromance hit a little bump in the road. Yeah, I was really hoping that like after we saw Eugene getting all like jacked up that he was now like running the prison. That's what I wanted. I wanted him – I want Hitler to be his little fucking bitch and minion and like he's oh, wow. running shit. That's what I wanted to see, and I was a little disappointed that it didn't happen. But uh, um, it's it's fun to see kind of Uchi coming into his own in Hell, which is weird. But I guess if it's never it's never too late, you know what I mean? It's never too late.
0: Well, he still seems like he is maintaining his innocence and in his like he knows he doesn't belong there, but he feels like he should be punished for what happened to Tracy in his presence. Right. Um, and we got to see that earlier this season, uh, the memory he's reliving is the day that Tracy was going to kill herself, uh, mm-hmm. and then he talks her out of it, but then he kisses her, and then she does it. Yeah. Um, and so then he attempts to kill himself, and that that's what messes up his face. Yeah, doesn't go too well. No. Um, now, in, in, so in this episode, later on in the episode, he gets thrown into a hole, which is one mm-hmm. of the holes that make up the title of the episode yep. and this thing uh there's a different like little projector on the roof of this hole called the extrapolator yeah and what this thing does is it, it makes you relive your worst memory but it somehow makes it worse
1: yeah it flips it and it's this moment of like he's in the hole and then you're like reliving and then you realize oh shit this is something different you are know, like oh man this could be and then oh no yeah, he
0: gets yeah. a little ray of light, um, yeah. he, he's reliving the scene, and then he kisses Tracy like he did, and she yeah. is happy about it. They sing the yeah. um, l- late 90s uh, a power power song closing time, which we've all yeah. heard too many times. Yeah. This would have been a great spot for a Third Eye Blind track, by the way. <laughs> um, as I always say, I don't know why they're <laughs> dancing around the 90s, <laughs> 90s pop hits. And haven't land on landed on a strong third eye blind track there. Um, so we get closing time, which we could all just say in our heads at this point. Am I right? So you're mad that they sang it? Yes, I did not like it. Uh, it was a cute, really humor. well. You
1: don't like the? You didn't think it was like a little kiddie fun thing that they did? And no, whatever. I
0: did. Honestly, that when they were singing that, I was like, I could feel the tension of like, oh god, oh, something terrible is coming.
1: Yeah, gonna yeah. so that, that was what I liked about it. I was like, oh no.
0: Oh, no. And so there's someone in the bathroom that Tracy has already committed herself to and who is it? Boom, Jesse Custer. The old preacher. Uh and so preacher goes on to like make and out with And it gets real
1: Tracy. creepy, man. It gets real creepy. Yeah.
0: Preacher making out with Tracy and then goading Eugene
1: to uh to kill himself with the shotgun. Now yeah. His, I was couldn't wait for that scene to cut away. I was like, please cut away from yeah. this. Stop hanging on this. This is awful. Uh, they finally
0: – Yeah, they finally did. But I mean truly this is Eugene's worst nightmare in a couple yeah. ways I think because he loves Preacher. Like he yeah. was the only voice yes. back – he trusts yeah. Preacher. He believes in Preacher. In season and
1: one, also, he... Preacher believes in him. Like, he was the only one who was kind of cool with Eugene. Everybody else was scared of him and treated him like shit.
0: But the reason Eugene got pushed to hell is because he was the only voice saying, hey, I think what you're doing is wrong. And right. Jesse didn't want to hear it. Um, so the fact that... Uh, preacher is the one making out with Tracy is interesting so he's probably angry that Preacher Yeah, he's
1: mad at the Preacher and kind of yeah, of course that's gonna yeah but, but maybe, man,
0: but maybe there's something about religion here too where like he, he believed in God and he's behaved in a religious way and he's been pu- punished sent to yeah. hell anyway so a Preacher is then like a symbol of his like Right, fate. but
1: that's also I mean that's you know, it's not God's fault he's just not there right now you know what I mean? like he's you know, he's doing a walkabout
0: well, technically, I mean, he allowed the power of Genesis to go into Preacher, and then Preacher doomed him to hell. Like,
1: Well, you don't know that. I mean, God is not in the chair right now, so he's not, you know. Yeah, he but
0: technically, he's God's infallible. It's not like... Uh,
1: well, he's on vacation, dude. You can't be mad for things that happen while he's, you know, off-world, you know?
0: I don't know. I mean, that's like abandoning your post.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Iron Fist. He's kind of like Iron Fist right now where he's supposed to be guarding, but he's not. And, you know, he kind of put everything on him, you know.
0: Is that another TV show you're referencing? Oh, no. You're busted. You are busted. You're hoisted hoisted on your own petard. You are. I I can't believe you did that.
1: Pete, you betrayed everyone. no, betrayed
0: everyone. Tell Pete, if everybody listening, tell Pete he's wrong. Hashtag Pete the Poodle.
1: And tell Pete
0: that he's betrayed his values. Stop
1: that goddamn hashtag. Uh, you know what? Hashtag Justin sucks. That's what the hashtag is. Oh, right. wow. We're really fighting hashtag with a hashtag? Yeah, that's right. But Pete the Poodle isn't a hashtag. No, it's a movement. No, let's stop saying those two words it's together. It's a movement where we're going to
0: find You're the picture. You're lucky we're
1: not next to each other right now. Because I'd definitely punch you for this bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's just... Uh, Dude, I, next time I see you, Justin, it's – fuck that, man. This um, has been going on too long. Maybe we'll never see each other again. <laughs> uh, I
0: doubt that. I think I'll see you Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I, think, I guess that's true. So, yeah. so to continue on with Eugene, is this setting up a Eugene versus Preacher battle? Oh, this
1: it's definitely coming to a head for sure.
0: Uh, because like I was thinking – so we had in the – We've had the cowboy as the villain. Then we have uh, Hairstar as a villain. Maybe a season three villain is a He's still
1: a villain. Hairstar is still the
0: villain. That's what I'm saying. He's the villain now. Uh, Maybe we have like a jacked, tatted Eugene coming out of hell, uh, Saint of Killers style. Maybe maybe Eugene is the next Saint of Killers. Wow. Wow, dude. Uh, and he comes out of hell, and he confronts preacher, and it's not going to be pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Seth Rogen's going to do, but hopefully he doesn't do that.
0: <laughs> okay, interesting. See, I haven't read the comics, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we last when we leave Eugene, um, he comes back from his time in the Extrapolator, and uh, he goes to his bunk. Hitler mm-hmm. is like, "Yo, dude, we got to
1: get out of here, son." Yeah. So, Hitler's like, "Yo, I got plans."
0: Yeah, come on, man. So now do you think Hitler is truly helping Eugene because he knows he doesn't belong there? Or is Hitler trying to make a run for it, too?
1: Oh, Hitler's using him to get what he wants. He's doing what Hitler always wants to do. He doesn't care who he has to step on or what pawn he uses to get his fucking evil plan taken care of.
0: But I'll tell you, the whole time in the show, Hitler's been like a pretty chill dude.
1: It's all a ruse, bro.
0: So you think Hitler's like a bad guy? in disguise yes
1: yeah i do i i'm gonna go on a limb here and say i think hitler's a bad guy so let me say this you're you're anti-hitler yeah yeah i'm gonna go out i'm gonna say that okay okay uh
0: yeah well we'll see because hitler does seem like he is trying to help eugene the very you think hitler's cool i don't think he's cool
1: (laughs) you just said like He's kind of been a good guy the whole time.
0: I'm just saying the way the show has depicted this character, he has been like sympathy. He's been the only one paying attention and observing Eugene. He knows he
1: doesn't belong there, and he sees you. You saw his worst memory, right? You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what kind of fucked up dude you have to be to that's your worst memory?
0: Yes. No. I because he also killed millions of people. Yep. Well, the art world is—it bothers, it stresses people out.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's clearly true. Hitler's. The art I world
0: is more damaging to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I yeah, I don't, I wouldn't trust Hitler. <laughs> I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. Big revelations on preacher men today,
0: guys. I wouldn't <laughs> trust Hitler. Uh, at the end of the scene, we get a nice shot of hell of eugene looking up into hell which i thought that was cool we've only seen hell as this like closed off cold prison and to Mm -hmm. see like the the massive hole long shot yeah he's in a massive hole in hell basically um i look forward to the uh hitler eugene buddy escape movie that will be coming
1: oh man yeah it's gonna be like part uh escape from new york part tango and cash yeah, part midnight run. Yeah, it's going to be part running scared. It's going to be crazy. Wow, that's a lot of parts. i got to say, Pete, yeah.
0: I've never known anyone to bring up Tango and Cash as much as you.
1: Oh, it's definitely in the rotation, man. I mean, it's the pinnacle of kind of like buddy cop movies. Yeah. Um,
0: great. Not anything like um, – not talking like Lethal Weapon.
1: Well, Lethal Weapon was great, but then, you know, like – Mel Gibson got fucking, went way off the rails there. So it was kind of, it kind of ruined it a little bit.
0: Ah, interesting. Really? You don't, you can't watch Mel Gibson? Like you watch Braveheart and you're like, eh. It's anymore.
1: hard to watch. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's harder to watch his films now. Cause it's like, oh Jesus, you know? Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Braveheart was an amazing film. Yeah. yeah. We were off on a fucking side tangent here. Uh, yeah. I'd like to talk about the flashbacks here. We have baby Dennis and you get to see like, the start of you know Cassie being a dad, and it seemed like he was kind of in good place. It, it didn't seem like he was going to st- you know kind of like st- setting out to be an asshole. So that kind of gives Cassidy a little hope as a character.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, jumping t- to Cassidy, he d- he did seem like a pretty chill dude when he was like meeting yeah. his baby for the first time, and he was there. It's not I, I had always suspected that Cassidy. Was gone and yeah, uh, didn't yeah. really know, but it turns out he was there when Dennis was born. So I'm curious, is Cassidy's did Cassidy have like a chill domestic life at one point where he like worked a nine to five?
1: I don't know, maybe. Uh I I have no idea. Maybe he tried and then like watching his wife die was too much. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean Maybe he maybe. like opened up a comic book store in a small
1: town. Ah uh, yeah, maybe he did, or maybe he was a fucking like like he had that leather jacket. Maybe he was a biker, you know, like douchebag who like you know just robbed banks and you know sucked people's blood. Who knows? Yeah, but we'll
0: find out. Yeah, I
1: guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um. So then we have uh, Tulip. Well, hold on. Let's let's talk more about
0: Cassidy. So. He's really struggling with this. We get uh, at the end of the episode Cassidy singing a song, a big singing episode, very musical. Yeah. Um, do you, well, let me ask you, Pete, would you, if I was dying, would you turn me into a vampire?
1: No. You wouldn't do it. Well, here's the thing like, do you want to curse somebody or do you want to let them die and, and, you know, have a death? If you're the per- vampire, if I'm the vampire in this situation and I know how shitty it is to be a vampire, if I feel like it's the worst thing you can do to somebody, it takes a lot of strength not to bite somebody. The easy thing is you're like, oh, bite me. Yeah. And then I do it. That's easy. Yeah. But not doing it's the hard choice.
0: Right. But I would say to be – to play a vampire's advocate here, um, I believe – like Cassidy's likes his life. Like he seems generally pretty happy.
1: He, I don't know why you just didn't say Devil's Advocate. I mean, Devil Vampire is not that big of a leap there. I mean, Yes. Um, but have you seen the movie Devil's Advocate?
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> not gra- it's not great. Oh, man. All right. Is that's not in heavy rotation in your place? Not. Nah, it's not. No. No. I am trying to imagine you are a heavy movie rotation. So it's just um like uh <laughs> it's you know, it's
1: Tommy Boy. It's Tommy Boy. Fun.
0: Tommy Boy, Ghostbusters, Tango and
1: Cash, and then repeat and then repeat? And no, and then it's Three Amigos is also in there. You gotta throw in Beverly Hills Cop. That's also a great one. I mean,
0: great movie, but I just can't imagine watching movies over and over again like that.
1: Well, you know, every time you watch a movie, you're a little different, so you get something else from the movie, dude. You know what I mean? Like
0: Oh, are you saying two days ago when you watched Tango and Cash you were a different person? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Wow, you've changed so much. <laughs> I've been doing this po- podcast with you for t- over ten years, and let <laughs> me be honest—I haven't seen a ton of changes.
1: So, yeah, dude, you—it's know, not all.
0: You know, a lot of it's internal, man. So yeah. I don't know what fresh eyes you're bringing to Tommy Boy <laughs> that is really like a revelation to the. The newborn
1: Pete. That, so you would just bite him, no problem. Yeah, I'll curse you forever. Who gives a shit?
0: I would bite him. I would be like, it's not a curse necessarily. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand. Like, living forever has its Cassidy
1: downside. thinks it's a curse, man. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't give a shit, and he's going through it totally. Yeah. Um, so, dude. So you know, maybe your life isn't the perfect vampire life you know maybe if you're living forever there's going to be some ups and downs bro
0: yeah no i totally get that but rather than letting him die because
1: then he knows that yeah but if you're giving the gift of death to somebody he doesn't have that right he he, well, he's, all this shit.
0: yeah he's not giving the gift of death he's just not bringing him saving him from death so he has to sit and watch his son die Yeah, that's the hard choice. But it also points to what does Cassidy believe in? Does he believe that Dennis is going to go on to some afterlife? Or does he believe that he just dies? I think he believes he just dies. See, I think that's – then I would definitely bite
1: him. Well, yeah, but you're not – there's a difference between dying and you don't know what's next versus the eternal living forever nightmare that he is currently living.
0: Yeah, but again, I, Cassidy like likes his life.
1: He does and he doesn't.
0: Yeah. So you're saying you wouldn't bite me? No, I would not bite you. Hey, man, I'd bite you. <laughs> I
1: wish you wouldn't. I wish you would just let me die. So you wouldn't even ask to be bitten? No. I would bite
0: you anyway then for sure.
1: <laughs> think of yeah. all the fun we could have for all the time oh uh, man no I would be well that's the other thing it's like Cassidy thinks that like he is cursing somebody forever but can't you just walk out into the sun and that's it you're done yeah that's that's exactly right so what's he what's he really struggling with then
0: yeah if Cassidy hates living forever so much why doesn't he just take a long walk off a short sun pier <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't. Well, interesting question. So now do yeah. you think the end, the end of the episode was Cassidy singing the song, and he sort of had a look in his eyes like he might have been about to bite Dennis?
1: Who you think so?
0: Yeah, he. it seemed different. Cassidy seemed changed. Well, we also learned Cassidy had a brother in this episode, right? Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. So what's that? That guy seems like a dick.
1: Definitely does, right? Yeah. Right out of the box. But I want to also talk about Tulip, man. Yeah, so let's jump to Tulip.
0: So we see, um, so uh, she's so, so anyway. still
1: having the nightmares. I thought the gun Fight Club would cure her of her insomnia.
0: Well, Pete, just no, just so you know, psychologically speaking, getting shot with a wearing a bulletproof vest doesn't cure trauma. Nah, see, you would think it would. Yeah, you would no, no I don't great. think anyone thinks
1: it would. All right, dude. If you take aspirin, it relieves headaches, right? Uh, Yes. Okay. Shot then would then relieve you of your stress.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you may be confusing shot like a hypodermic needle with shot gun.
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm Uh, not.
0: Okay. Just just checking. Um, So, yeah, she – her and Jesse go on a fun little field trip. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to uh... there's a
1: lot of tension between them and it was like this thing of like hey do you want to go with me and it was like oh great but of course tulip who is just when tulip's going through shit she's not very kind of like aware of herself or her surroundings because she's like oh we need a fridge oh i'll go with you know i'll go with preacher man here and then we'll go get a fridge and that was kind of a funny thing of like jesse thought tulip was with her on this adventure She's like, nah, I'm just, I'm just here for the fridge.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's trying to, like, erase all of the things that remind her of her attack. Right. Um, but I, I feel like this scene especially points to the fact that Jesse and Tulip seem like they don't really even
1: like each other. Now, come on, man. P- you know, people fight. People go through tough times. Yes. You know, even when you love somebody, you still fight with them. So no, uh, believe me,
0: I know that very well. Uh, <laughs> that's how we relate, for instance. Yeah. Uh, but the two of them, like, Jesse C is so wrapped up in his own shit that he isn't even, doesn't even realize that she is, like, drowning
1: in this, this thing yeah. that happened to her. He's not very, yeah. He's, they're, they're not the smartest of people when it comes to that kind of thing.
0: And I'm saying the only people talking are Tulip and Cassidy. I'm I'm on board with the Cassidy-Tulip train. Oh, fuck
1: you, man. That's, that's fucked up. That's what I want. No. I'm shipping no, them. No. No. Uh, let me ask you from a comedic standpoint. I was a little disappointed because I thought Booberry was just going to be this fun little callback. But then it became like a bigger plot point, And I was a little like, ah, boo. Uh,
0: yeah, so um, to, to- – Explain what it was what Pete's talking about. He's just ranting about a cereal. Yep. Uh no, in the episode we have uh Tulip, she's at, once she gets the fridge in, she goes through the apartment building fixing all the gun holes, uh the yep. gun holes that are going through the crime scenes. The cops in New Orleans are not on this case.
1: No, no. I mean people yeah, I guess like death isn't a big thing down there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean it seems very they taped off those apartments, but otherwise it's just still blood-splattered rooms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she gets down to the last room on the end of the hallway where the um, the people dressed in white mm-hmm. are have been camping out spying on Jesse, getting ready to kill him, I yeah. guess. Uh, and uh, the woman that Jesse met a few episodes back, she opens the door. She's in another wig. This lady has a ton of wigs. Yeah um Tulip comes in fixes the hole sees the blueberry cereal um and sort of starts a friendship.
1: Yeah, starts a friendship with a lady who is a trained killer who's going to eventually try to take them all out.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's not a good sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it's good to have your enemies close, you know.
0: Now, would you if like, I thought it was a weird like first friend date to ask her to go get shot at the club
1: well that's the thing if you're tulip like you know you're you're not good at kind of that kind of thing anyway then it you know uh i don't know because part of me was like tulip do you realize what she's really doing and are you fucking with her because like just walking into a room with no furniture except for a monitor not even a tv there's a difference between a tv and a fucking monitor and that's just a monitor next to a chair It's a stakeout room. Like how the fuck do you not know that? Yeah. I was surprised at Tulip and maybe she is. Yeah. Maybe I'm, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that she is because when it comes to street smart, she's been checking all the boxes, but all of a sudden now that she has a friend, she's blind to reality. I, okay, fine. But like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of like a, you clearly stumbled across something. Also like, if you don't live in a row of dead bodies, like you don't live in an apartment where there's just dead bodies around. Like I understand Tulip and Cassie and, you know, uh, Jesse, uh, living there, but some other lady by herself living in an apartment full of dead bodies doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. It's a little weird. Um, and I, I would think Tulip would be, but I mean, she's, she is dealing with a crisis, so maybe she's just not on her game.
1: Yep. Yeah, which is okay. All right, but and yeah. Yeah, it was very suspicious but now at least she's aware of somebody who is down the hall. So that's at least she's aware of that. So, yeah, I feel like that's more important. But what did you think the whole booberry thing? Uh, I'm not a big cereal guy. What? Really?
0: Yeah, I don't like cereal.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I just don't like it.
1: Are you fucking serious?
0: No, I don't eat cereal ever. Not even cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> no, not even cinnamon toast crunch. Lucky Charms. Nope. We, well, I was Golden at, Grams. Don't don't touch them. Uh, can't get enough of that Golden Crisp. Oh
1: my god! Are you that is insane to me.
0: I uh, we weren't allowed to have sugar cereals when
1: I was a kid. Uh, yeah, me either. But I went to my friend's neighbor's house like a, a person and stole their cereal. You stole cereal from your neighbors? I would go over and eat their cereal because they they had sugary cereal. It's like, who's the kid who's got the pool? Okay, everybody's, you know, with the pool. And then, okay, who's the kid whose mom doesn't give a shit about cereal? Everybody go over there for breakfast. Yeah, We're just a pack of little kids that went to everybody's different houses. Who who was the first one to get a Nintendo? Okay, we're all there.
0: See, I just don't like food that has, like, a ticking clock on it. Like, as soon as I put milk on the cereal, it starts getting
1: worse. Yeah, well, that's you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of different food that is like that.
0: Yeah, but cereal like it's like driving a car off the lot. Like it, va- it's value drops instantly. Cereal, <laughs> it like-
1: does. It, you no, know, it's delicious. You asshole. It's not like it just goes bad if you eat it within 20 minutes of adding milk. You're fine. I don't like it. Oh man, that's weird. Plus, I don't. I tell this. That's milk. like say, you know, like ice cream because it melts. Not if you eat it. If yeah, you but, sit there and just watch it. Yeah. Uh, ice cream's great, though. <laughs> Fuck you, man. It's kind of the same thing. No. Cereal. Cereal's ice in the morning, bro. No, that's, that's not. <laughs> it's morning
0: ice cream. That's no way to call to refer to anything. <laughs> You're probably right. It's ice cream in the morning and jello with a chicken wing in it.
1: <laughs> I'm hungry, too. Your
0: diet is insane. <laughs> Uh, one one last bit. Let's talk about Jesse's arc in this episode. Where,
1: yeah, he's just sitting there with the dark dork squad all day.
0: Now, l- Pete, have you ever worked in a similar environment?
1: <laughs> Maybe, but I don't – yeah. I, Did that take you back to working in a, a store like that? No. I mean that was kind of like a Best Buy, Walmart situation. But yes, customer service. Uh, but I mean it's yeah. sort of like being a genius uh i guess yeah where like people walk up and be like please help me with my huge problem and they just kind of throw it on the table and you have to, like all right let's try to untangle this shit together
0: i instantly thought of you when i saw those guys
1: oh wow wow that's that's weird uh but anyways yeah dork squad um what did you think about that i thought that was an awesome shot at the end like as the cd was shredding or the dvd
0: uh, yeah, I would have thought that Jesse would have maybe looked at that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: so, yeah, Jesse, uh, the guys can't, the guys are sort of bumbling mm. dorks. And they can't, they don't know what Jesse's doing. And they can't ID anything off of him. The and then on the DVD itself, it's Printed Grail Industries who is behind the whole thing. Right. So I thought that was a weird, sort of a weird beat. Jesse's just getting frustrated and pissed and the answer is like right in
1: front of his face. Well, I think that's one of those things where like we're so used to like always the main character figuring it out or whatever. But like, you know, life doesn't work like that. Sometimes you miss easy shit, you know. So I kind of like the reality of that. Like It doesn't always work out.
0: Wow. I guess Sometimes you
1: spend all day at a fucking store and the. Person to hands you back your thing is like I can't help you. I guess the lesson is always read the DVDs. Always read the DVDs. Clearly mark your DVDs, um, and comic books for that matter. Great, great that point.
0: So, uh, so that's the episode, uh, Pete. What do you think's coming next for our
1: squad? Well, you still didn't answer my question. Oh, I guess you said that you know. But did you think the bit of the booberry bit? Did you think that was too long? Did you think it took away from the fun of being like a just a fun booberry callback that they made it a plot point?
0: Well, I don't know. It, to me the I, I just didn't quite get the the callback of it. Like
1: I thought it was a fun bit of like hey, booberry cereal, Tulip loves booberry cereal and then like a fun hey, booberry cereal you know, like fun callback. Like remember how that was a quirky part of Tulip. I thought that was a fun because the show is so smart. It doesn't usually beat you over the head with jokes. It does fun little yeah. things. And I felt like this was an example of, they kind of like stressed out something that used to be kind of fun and then kind of made it more of a plot point. And I was like, ah, it was the first time I wasn't like super proud of how funny and smart the show was.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's going to be punished for liking Blueberry.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I mean, nobody should be punished for liking Blueberry. Except for your teeth. <laughs> well, you should brush your teeth. So that should negate it. Hey, that's a lesson for
0: everybody out there. You should brush your teeth. Uh, so we have uh, five more episodes
1: in this season. Yeah. And season two, man, has just been unbelievable. Yeah, it's it started, been started, came out of the box hot, and just been rolling ever since.
0: Yeah, what do you think uh, is happening next? We headed for a confrontation with Hairstar.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but definitely. And also, the newly best friends thing is going to blow up real fast.
0: Yeah. Uh, You want to make a prediction on whether or not Cassidy's going to save his son?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think he. Well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't because. uh, Oh, you already know. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say.
0: Well, I think he is. Uh, All right. So, there's that. Suck on that. Suck suck it, Count Chocula. Oh, come on, man. As I come on. Uh well now let's move on to uh, a section we like to call Revelations. Yeah. In Revelations we uh, pick a favorite moment, uh something we think will um bear fruit down the line. Uh Pete, what is your revelation from uh, I'm
1: gonna say it's our space is like you know, coming into himself moment in hell. That uh, And I'm glad that this is one of those characters that the show hasn't given up on, because he could have just fallen by the wayside of like, oh, this character's in hell, we're not going to spend any more time on him. Uh, just like how they put the Santa Killers in a big box in the swamp, and we're like, we're not like cutting back to him there. So, like, uh, yeah, I think that it, I'm happy that he's still part of the story.
0: Yeah, I'd like to check on Santa Killers, just chilling in that, Back of that truck. hmm What do you think he's doing?
1: Uh, I think he's just sitting very angrily or he's still pounding at the door, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: well, yeah, you're probably right. I've, I like to think he's down there just like thinking.
1: He's just being zen
0: about it? Yeah, he's, like just, tossed, like, like He's just focused on his breathing? Like maybe some swamp animals have gotten in and they're just like – And they're friends? Yeah.
1: If swamp animals can get in, then, like, uh, he can get out. Like, there's sh- there's no – he's no. in a sealed box.
0: No, I think maybe one little frog got in and they're friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if the frog got in, he's having frog legs right now. There's no – he ate would the frog. Eat?
0: Well, he doesn't – he's not even hungry.
1: Well, yeah. I don't know what the Santa Killers eats. Uh, Count
0: chocolate. Probably, uh, souls. He probably he, he, souls. He eats ice cream for breakfast like a monster. <laughs> if he's lucky. Uh, uh, my my big revelation f- from watching this episode was, I think, that uh, that Tulip and Jesse don't seem like they are with each other at all anymore. No, that's fucked up. It seems like their relationship has deteriorated to the point where, like, I don't even know which way's up. And they were going to get married, like, three episodes ago. Dude,
1: relationships could go through some
0: stuff, all right? Yeah, I'm just saying this seems like they're in trouble. Have have a little faith. Uh faith is the thing that's a real challenge in this uh in this television show. But yeah, that's true. Um well all right guys, that's the show. Uh we do a bunch of other shows including our comic book talk show Comic Book Club. You can check that out on Nerdist.
1: Uh you can also see that show live that's uh, right. Every Tuesday at the People's Improv Theater at eight o'clock, we'd love to see it or a live show. It's a lot of fun. Uh,
0: if you want to support the show, you can check us out at Patreon.com/slash/ComicBookClub and um, donate some money. We have a lot of prizes. We're also uh, launching some uh, merch pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ComicBookLive
1: yeah thanks a lot guys and don't forget hashtag justin sucks and
0: hashtag pete the poodle i'm not fine with hashtag justin sucks i'd like to, as long yeah. as you're still hashtagging pete the poodle that makes me no completely no. happy that,
1: that so, one doesn't one hashtag negate the other one is
0: not how it works nope that's not you don't understand the internet and then also hashtag <laughs> ha, hashtag where's alex <laughs>